Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. This is episode 81 of the show, currently recording it on June 15th, 2021 at exactly 2.13pm, and none of you guys care about that. You want me to talk about Nintendo's E3? I want to talk about Nintendo's E3. I already made some shorter posts on Twitter.com, but I figured, hey, I'm not really going to be doing a video or anything, so might as well just like record my thoughts for Aiden on Anchor, because it's been a while since the last episode. Not to say that there isn't stuff that I have to update you on and stuff to talk about, um, but I feel like it's probably more important to get my thoughts out on E3 now and then next week have that. So if you're just looking for live stuff, if you're just looking for updates on how I'm doing, check out next week's Aiden on Anchor episode. This one's going to be entirely focused on Nintendo's E3 and my thoughts on it because, wow, that was a pretty good E3. Not the best, right? Not the best E3 Nintendo has ever done. Some people are most certainly over-exaggerating. But in a year where almost every E3 performance was abysmal other than Xbox, It was nice and refreshing to not only have new games announced, uh, but have games from long-forgotten series announced. And that's the thing that feels good most specifically about this Direct, is there's, there's certain Nintendo generations where they just focus on Mario and Zelda the entire time, and what that leaves is a library of only two franchises, and everything else is just kind of forgotten about. There's not a whole lot of variety. The whole system kind of feels weak. Part of the problem with the Wii U generation is, like, they have a ton of franchises to tap into, but they didn't at all. Instead, they spent the majority of that time focusing on just Mario and Zelda remakes. So it's cool that in the Switch era, yes, we're getting brand new Mario, brand new Zelda, brand new Kirby, brand new Pokemon. The big hitters are there. Um, But it's equally impressive that series from 20 years ago, even... uh, are getting a new shot at life, and it's so well-deserved because, like, this is a chance for them to succeed. This is a chance for them to do well. Like, had they actually been like, yo, we're going to release a Chibi-Robo game, a Chibi-Robo game would do well on Switch. They're not going to because it's Nintendo, and they're weird. Uh, But at a certain point, you know, giving these franchises, like, a second shot, a second shot at redemption on the the most, uh, at this point, probably the the biggest Nintendo platform. It's uh, it's already eclipsed several other Nintendo systems in terms of sales, so it's only a matter of time before it passes the Wii. Why not? You know? Like, why not? Um, But we'll get to that later. I got a list of announcements from ScreenRant.com. We're going to be talking about everything here, even shit I didn't mention in my Twitter thread, game by game, what I thought about it, whether or not I'd be getting it, release dates, all that fun stuff. So, here we go. Direct starts, we got the boy Koizumi in there, and the Nintendo director, whose name I can't remember, I just like Koizumi (laughs) a lot, and they're like, hey, we're going to start with this new video, and it's Smash Ultimate, and they're like, okay, cool, we've been waiting for that final character, who's it going to be? A lot of people are arguing, hey, it should be another JRPG character, and JRPG fans are like, yeah, more JRPG shit, just as long as it isn't Scrimblow Bimblo from Crash Bandicoot. So you have like these two camps, right? Of people who want more JRPGs, people who want less, people who want more platforming characters, people who want less, and they argue with each other all the time. So Sakurai said, 
None of you get what you want. No Crash Bandicoot, no Scrimblo, Bimblo, whatever. No JRPG character, no Xenoblade, no none of that. Here's Tekken. Oh, sorry, none of you wanted Tekken? Well, here's Tekken. It's Kazuya Mishima, uh, a character who I only know uh, from the Cat Icarus retrospective on the Tekken series. Other than that, can't say I know a whole lot about him. Can't say I really know a whole lot about this series. I will say, if you like, don't give a rat's ass about Tekken like I do, um, check out the soundtracks. There's some bops, especially like Tekken 2 and 3. Like Their soundtracks are some Kino shit. If you like Street Fighter music... Tekken on a whole nother level of, like, just bobs. Just bobs. Uh, but yeah, this was kind of a weak start for me. Um, I feel like Smash Ultimate, at this point, has announced every major character that fans have wanted. I know there's holdouts. Some people want Waddle Dee. Some people want Geno. I want Geno. Some people want Shadow the Hedgehog. You know, like, there's a few, right? There's a few that potentially could show up. Um, but we are at slim pickings at this point. And man, is it starting to show. <laughs> I feel like at this point, uh, the fact that they're doing another fighter pass down the road, um, at least at least that's what we've heard, right? There's going to be another one after this. If they do decide to do another one, uh, it's going to be hard to pick characters. Like the last big shock for me was Steve. And after that, it has been kind of consistently just sort of, eh, whatever, cool. Banjo-Kazooie was nice. You know, Steve was nice. Can't say I've cared too much about everyone else. It's part of the reason why I haven't gotten the DLC. Um, but that's okay, because Smash Ultimate has a huge fucking roster. It brought back every character. The newcomers are fantastic. It's just DLC. It doesn't hurt Smash Ultimate in any way, shape, or form. If you don't want it, you don't have to get it. No harm, no foul. I just don't find this pick that interesting, personally, for me. But I'm not a Tekken guy, you know? Haven't played a, haven't played a Tekken in my life. I just know the soundtrack's bop. And I know the Cat Icarus retrospective on Tekken is good. All right, next up, Life is Strange Remastered. And this here is a funny announcement uh, because I've watched other E3 shows this year. And like I said, they've been abysmal. And one of the worst showings, I think, uh, was during the Square Enix show when they showed off this Life is Strange Remastered collection and showed off all these cutscenes and had all this dialogue and all this talking and like really showcasing why people don't like these games, right? And Nintendo, <laughs> smartly, I might add, just goes, we're going to show gameplay of Life is Strange, uh, but we're not going to have anybody talk. We're just going to play music over it. It's going to be 30 seconds long and we're going to move the fuck on. And oh my gosh, just a sigh of relief. Just a huge sigh of relief at the fact that we were not going to spend more time on a Life is Strange Remastered collection. They played it really smart by just playing music and moving on. And that's what I got to say about this like E3 in general. Very rarely did we like take a pause or look at a gameplay demo or waste time on shit that we already knew was coming out. The pacing was pretty brisk, honestly. There were a couple of stops. Some slow periods, for sure, um, but not to the extent where past Nintendo Directs are like, hey, here's a 10-year-old game that's coming out in a month. Let's spend 20 minutes talking about it with bad voice acting and a long gameplay. And, like, none of that shit was there. We were moving. It's 40 minutes. Very little of it was filler. Anyway, moving on. We got Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, another low point for me in the Square Enix conference. It's cool that Nintendo briefly touched on it. Worms Rumble. I like uh, some of the Worms games, but I've never heard of Rumble before. It looks like a different beast, kind of. Uh, 
If this is actually a mainline entry, let me know. But I, I couldn't tell based on the trailer. That comes out June 23rd. Uh, Life is Strange True Colors comes out September 10th. The Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy October 26th. No, no news on the when the Kazuya comes out for Smash. Uh, then we got Astria Ascending. It's like a 2D game, kind of a JRPG something or other. Couldn't really tell. September 30th release date on that. Then Two Point Campus. So Sega makes a bunch of these like two-point simulation games. I've heard Two Point Hospital is pretty good. Uh, so they're just porting another one to the Switch. This one's about university stuff. It's cool. After that, we got Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Apparently, this is another anniversary. Uh, it's been about 25 years. Was it 25 or 20 years? I think it was 25. We're like, hey, Super Monkey Ball, baby. It's the anniversary. Here's a remastered collection. And for some reason, like, I didn't put together that it was a remastered collection. You got to keep in mind, I did not watch the Direct first. I, I saw the announcements on Twitter first because I woke up late and then watched the Direct later. So the tweet just made it seem like they were just remastering levels and putting it together in, like, a collection. But the actual trailer is like, no, this is specifically Super Monkey Ball 1, 2, and Deluxe all together, all the content basically a remake without calling it a remake so yeah that's pretty cool i'm hyped for this i'll wait for reviews on this one specifically because monkey ball as of recent has not been putting out bangers has not been putting out hits uh especially among hardcore fans it seems like there hadn't been a good monkey ball game in a while but if this is a good remaster and i hope it is i'll be getting it i'll be getting it 100 i want to be a monkey ball stan uh, but I've been waiting for a moment like this when they finally just did the levels from the two best games. So that comes out October 5th, 2021. Next up, and this was a weird one too, they're releasing Mario Party Superstars. So <laughs> Super Mario Party came out a couple years ago, and that game was uh, not exactly well-received. It looked good. It reinvented the formula, but it had very few boards the mini games were good, but you couldn't play them online. A lot of people had problems, right? And then the Switch Lite comes out, and you can't use the motion control stuff. So clearly, Mario Party had kind of gotten forgot about a little bit. Uh, so when I heard they were doing a new one, I'm like, oh, cool, we're getting a sequel, right? That's what they're going to do. They recently announced that Super Mario Party, uh, the original, was getting online support for its mini games. Now would be a good time to hit us with a new game. And they do, but it's not a sequel. Instead, what they're doing is fascinating. They're taking five boards from the N64 games. I thought it was just Mario Party 1 based off the tweet, but looking at the Direct, it's clear that it's borrowing from Mario Party 2, Mario Party 3, the N64 era, right? The, the games that are most fondly remembered. And they're taking five maps, remastering them in HD in the Super Mario Party engine, and then they're just, like, taking minigames from the entire series, similar to, like, a Mario Party 100, but... This time, with online. And oh, you can play the minigames with just buttons because they know the Switch Lite is a thing. So the motion controls won't be an issue. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I, I'd wish... Part of me still wishes they had just done Super Mario Party 2 and made like a new game. Uh, but maybe this is just like testing the water. They're like, alright, we had a rough go around. Let's try to do something that's more nostalgic. A bit more of a remake and see how that fairs so i'm kind of excited i hope that's good i really hope that's good that comes out october 29th 2021 all right then we got just dance 2022 it's a ubisoft game nobody cares then we got cruise and blast apparently it's an arcade title that comes out fall 2021 
Dragon Ball Z Kakarot plus a new power. I thought this was a new game. Apparently, this has already been a thing. Uh, so they're just getting it to Switch. That comes out September 24th. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2. I saw enough of that at the Capcom event. I prefer not to talk about it again. Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. I was really worried. Like, hey, this game comes out in a month. They're going to spend like 10 minutes talking about Mario Golf again. They don't. They're just like, here's the modes. Here's the shit. We're moving on. We're moving on, baby. We're not spending eight years on Mario Golf. Thank God. It looks okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was one of the better game announcements from the last Direct that was mainly focused on RPGs. Very uh, little variety in that Direct. But Mario Golf looked fine. I don't think I'll get it right now. Um, and part of that's due to the fact of how like Mario Tennis Aces was received. Where that game looked like it had a story mode and all these modes and it looked good and the competitive angle was there. But then they kind of skimped out on some of it. So I'm hoping they didn't do the same for Mario Golf. But that comes out June 25th. I guess we'll see. And then, probably one of the coolest things that Nintendo has ever done, frankly, is they come out and they're like, hey, we're still working on Metroid Prime 4. It's not canceled. We don't have anything to show. It's like, yeah, I figured. Metroid Prime 4 isn't coming out for a while. But then they were like, oh, but in the meantime, here's a new Metroid game. They just say it. They just say straight up, here's a new Metroid game before they even show the trailer. And oh my gosh, the trailer. Metroid 5 is the first thing we see. And already you're like, Metroid 5? Well, wait a minute. Metroid 4 was fusion. Then this would mean, oh shit, yep, Metroid Dread. I didn't realize the significance of the name at first, uh, but this actually goes back a good bit of the way. This was originally a Metroid game they were working on after fusion for the DS. And it was going to be a sequel to Fusion, and the title was called Metroid Dread. So they literally brought back the idea <laughs> from a DS game and went, yo, let's just actually make Metroid Dread for real this time. We haven't had a new 2D Metroid game since Fusion, all the way back on the Game Boy Advance, almost 20 years ago. Every other 2D Metroid has been remakes, like Samus Returns. Um, so this is, this is fucking awesome, man. I'm not even a Metroid fan. I don't play a lot of these games. But I can't imagine what kind of pain uh, you go through when you have a series like Metroid that is represented in Smash, that is represented in a bunch of Nintendo media, but they do not try to get these games on more popular platforms. They're always like, hey, we're going to do one game, and it's going to be a spinoff, and it's going to be weird, and it's not going to follow up anything, and it's not going to be story important, and we're going to forget about it. Metroid Prime 4 was a step in the right direction, for sure. Uh, but what's to say that, that it was just going to be Metroid Prime 4? You know, that could have been a reality. Uh, but they're actually caring about 2D Metroid again, too, which is so awesome. Uh, so I feel for that community a lot. I hope you guys are excited. I hope you enjoy this. It looks dope. The trailer looks dope. The gameplay looks dope. The fact that they're making a sequel to Metroid Fusion in current year, when so many other of these Nintendo series either get remakes or reboots or ignore the continuity, to just balls out in the first couple seconds say metroid 5 that shit's hardcore man i'm so happy for those people uh, metroid dread comes out october 8th 2021 this year this year it comes out that's insane what a cool surprise speaking of cool surprises we got a new warioware game i was joking with zach literally like two days ago i'm like you know this new nintendo e3 just gonna have a warioware game dead ass and uh, sure enough Sure enough, they got a WarioWare game on Switch. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of new things. It seems like they're focusing on the new co-op mode, the fact that you uh, can like control Wario and other characters. 
So at first I was just like, eh, whatever. That doesn't seem like a cool thing. But then they were like, but the characters change how you play the micro games because they have different abilities. So if you play a micro game as Wario, you would beat it one way. But if you were playing as like Tiny Vault, you'd, you'd beat it another way. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's really neat. And it also ticks another box for anybody who's watched my uh, key to the Switch's success. I have a test that I like to do with Nintendo consoles called the Smash Brothers test. And it basically says, um, if a character is in Smash Brothers and they have a game on the Nintendo console, the more of those you have, the better the system will be. And that sounds like an obvious test, but as you watch in the video, not every Nintendo system has done that. A lot of it has flat out ignored <laughs> uh, a lot of the characters in there. And uh, it's a good test because Smash encompasses all of Nintendo's history, all of their franchises, everything they consider important. So if that's the case and they still think these games are important, let's see new games in these series. And Wario was one of the ones missing. Wario was one of the characters I had to cross out because there hadn't been a new WarioWare game. Now there is. That's awesome. Hope it does really well. All right, now we got a bunch of RPG shit that I'm just going to skim over because I don't care because the last Direct spoiled me with RPG shit and made me mad. Uh, we got Shin Megami Tensei Five releases November 12th. We got Danganronpa Decadence, which is like a collection of a bunch of games, 2021. And there's also Danganronpa S, Ultimate Summer Camp, uh, which is different from Danganronpa Decadence. I'm, I'm sure all you Danganronpa fans totally know what I'm talking about. I don't care, bro. <laughs> I don't care. If you like Danganronpa, you like your Shin Megami Tensei, go right ahead. Shin Megami Tensei 5, I believe, was for, like released when the Switch was announced. Like, they announced that game uh, when, during, the, during the Switch release and shit. That was 2017. Now here we are. It's insane. But that's all the RPG shit. We're moving on. Uh, again, Last Direct. Whew. Too many of them. Wore me out. Uh, <laughs> now we got Fatal Frame made in a Blackwater. This is cool. Because the Last Direct was like, here's a Fatal Frame game, but kind of not really. So now the fact that they're like, here's an actual Fatal Flame, Fatal Frame game. But really, this time. I can't speak. I'm sorry. Next up, Doom Eternal DLC. Available today. Just dropping that shit on there. Cool. Next up, we got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remaster. Did not expect this was coming to Switch. I thought Activision was kind of done, but I guess they figured, hey, we got the we got Crash Bandicoot on there. Let's get another PlayStation icon, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remaster. This is a good game. This is a good game. I already know that it's well-received, and it's good on PS4. I worry that the Switch version will run a lot worse and won't be worth getting, but if it is, we already know it's a good game. So that'd be based. All right. And we got Strange Brigade. I didn't know what this is. Apparently, it's available today. I thought it was some... I don't know what I thought. This is a weird game. I don't... Out of all the games that were announced, this is the one I understood the least. What on earth is Strange Brigade? No clue. Uh, then we got Mario and Rabbids, which we already saw from the Ubisoft conference. It's cool. Uh, I didn't think the we would get a sequel, just based on how many people like bitched about it and like didn't buy it. But apparently it sold well enough that Ubisoft was willing to let them go again, and that's cool. Want more Mario and Rabbids games. That team des deserves the world. Shit's good. And then, another fucking cool announcement. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. They're just like, hey, remember Advance Wars? And I'm like, oh shit, I remember Advance Wars. The fucking Game Boy Advance game slaps, bro. It is so much fun. I know. 
Some people are looking at the gameplay, have never heard of Advance Wars in their fucking life. Like, what is this? You just move tanks around, whatever, it's a tactics game? Yes, but you can play with your friends, and the music bop, and there's, like, really cool characters in it, and shit's super fun. Ah, if you like any game like Civilization, or, uh, like, a SimCity, or any kind of tactics shit, Advance Wars is the Nintendo version of that. And it's so good. It's so good. They made the first one, then they made the second, and I believe they got a third game. And then after that third game, uh, they died and never came back. And if they did, it was some weird reboot or it wasn't good or they were, like, doing some weird shit with it. Now they're like, hey, Advance Wars 1 and 2, the games you actually care about, here it is on the Switch. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Weird title, whatever. It's in 3D, also whatever. I kind of wanted them to stick to 2D, but it looks faithful enough. Uh, holiday 2021, that's, that's a buy for me. Easy buy for me. And it's another one of those Nintendo series that, like, was just forgotten about. Like, last heard on in the Nintendo DS era. Almost 20 years, bro. Been almost 20 years for my boy Advance Wars. Love this series so much. And then to end it off, right, Mr. Numa comes out and he's like, I got some Zelda anniversary things to talk about. And most of it isn't worth mentioning. Uh, I'll go ahead and just talk about it. We got the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity expansion pass. We saw that in the last Direct with barely any info. This time, they give a little bit more info. Uh, they talk about the, the first pass, the Wave 1, if you will. It comes out June 18th, 2021. Apparently, Age of Calamity is really good. I don't know. I, I own the first Hyrule Warriors on Wii U, so I'm still getting through that. But apparently, Age of Calamity is solid. Then they talk about Skyward Sword HD. Again, had a worry that they were just going to spend 30 minutes on this shit, even though it's a 10-year-old game. They don't. They only briefly mention it. July 16th comes out in a month. Cool. If Skyward Sword's your jam, go right ahead. But out of all the 3D Zeldas, this is like the least interesting one you could have brought to the Switch. Um, and they want the other ones instead. But they're not doing that. Then we got a Game & Watch, I guess. Because Mario got a Game & Watch for his anniversary. So it's cool that the Zelda one got one. At, le at, least the, at least the Zelda one's more interesting, right? Because Mario, you just get Mario 1 on a Game & Watch. Who cares? The Zelda one, you not only get Zelda 1, you get Zelda 2, and you get Link's Awakening on the Game Boy and cool clock features. So it's like kind of worth getting because it's like a bundle and you can play them portably. Uh, not the best place to play any of these portably. 1 and 2 are on NES Switch Online and Link's Awakening, of course, has a remake. Should be a matter of time before we get Game Boy games on NES. And not NES Online. It should be a matter of time before we get Game Boy games on Nintendo Online, hopefully. So maybe that'll come eventually. But there's Link's Awakening remake if you want it. And then they were like, disappointingly, too. I don't know why they do this to themselves. They're like, that's all we have in terms of Zelda anniversary stuff. In terms of like, projects that we're working on, releases that are planned, that's it. Game & Watch, Skyward Sword HD, and then Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild 2 is so cool! Oh my gosh! I love that they're going even more, like, down the post-apocalyptic thing. I had mentioned before that, like, the first Breath of the Wild to me felt like a playable Samurai Jack, just in the mood, right? The music's very somber. You spend a lot of time walking in open areas. You go from one location to another. It's about the journey, not about the destination. But here, they kind of do more of a Samurai Jack thing, but instead of the early seasons, it's season five. So now Link's hands all fucked up. His hair's grown out. His shirt's ripped and tattered. Zelda's gone. He's trying to get her back. And Ganon, 
Yeah, he was defeated in the last one, but, you know, he's not dead for good. He's still a boomer. Still a boomer up in there. He'd be looking like a skeleton. So I don't know what he's up to. And then, his, and then his ass just like lifts Hyrule Castle up in the air. And then you're like, oh shit, they're playing this game up in the clouds? So yeah, that's that's the new thing with Breath of the Wild 2. You're going to have your regular world down below. I assume that's going to be mostly similar to Breath of the Wild 1. If any changes are made, I'll be surprised. But it seems like the new shit is going to be up in the skies where you spend a good bit of time. Uh, and the other cool thing that this trailer showed, there's a lot of new runes. There's like a fire one. You can like, they had this metal spike ball and they pushed it two or three meters into like some bokoblins, but they were like going in and out of existence. I'm not sure what the fuck that was about. There was one where Link just phased through a platform like he's a fucking ghost. How the hell he do that? That look cool as fuck. I want to play that. And there's this big motherfucker. He's like, oh, I'm a big motherfucker. You can't beat me or whatever. And it's like, is that a, is that a divine beast? Is that a dungeon? Is that someone you just fight? He kind of looked like a stone talus. I'm not sure. Like, what's, what's going on with that? I don't know. It's cool. And then they were like, hey, that's all we have to show for Breath of the Wild. We don't have a title, but we do got a release date. 2022, baby. Will they actually stick to it? I sure hope so. I do not want this to be delayed to the point where it is five years down the road and the only new thing from Breath of the Wild 1 is new runes in the sky. You kind of have to get this out quick if you want it to land. That's all I'm saying, Nintendo. That's not like you can't, you can't expect people to be hyped and anticipated if you're going to keep delaying it again like Breath of the Wild 1. It's a sequel, right? We know what to expect going into it. That hype machine doesn't work anymore <laughs> when there's no mystery there. And granted, there's still a little bit of mystery, but we got a general idea of how the game's going to play. I played Breath of the Wild 1. We've all played Breath of the Wild 1. So I hope it sticks to that 2022 release date when it's just in that perfect window of a little long, you know, a little bit of time since Breath of the Wild has passed, but not too much. We're not waiting five years. We're not waiting six years. We're not waiting on a Switch Pro. 2022, please stick to that. It can be a holiday 2022. It didn't have to be early, all right? Holiday 2022 is fine by me, but stick to that, please. That'd be nice. And they were like, yeah, that's it. No more Zelda stuff. Uh, and that's just disappointing, man. You, you spend all this time on the Mario 35th anniversary with the collection. That, granted, is controversial, I know. Not everybody likes Mario 3D All-Stars. But the fact that you can play Mario Galaxy portably, on the go. Mario 64, portably, on the go. Mario Sunshine, portably, on the go. In widescreen, in HD, with the GameCube controller, or with a Pro controller. Ugh. Shit's good. Shit's good, man. That really got me excited. And the fact that they had all these little things, like merch, the Game & Watch. They had a whole Direct dedicated to it. They clearly put a lot of effort into it, right? They clearly wanted to be like, hey... This is Mario's anniversary. We care about Mario. We're going to put the work in to let you know that we care about Mario. Zelda just doesn't get that. And that sucks. The only two things we've had was the last Direct, where all Anuma said was, we don't have anything to show about Breath of the Wild. Here's Skyward Sword HD. And now here we are at E3, halfway through the year. And they're like, hey, here's Skyward Sword HD again. There are no new projects. At least Breath of the Wild 2 is going somewhere. And granted, I'm still super excited about Breath of the Wild 2. Do not take this as, Wayne is just mad. You don't like Breath of the Wild 2. Why is he so disappointed? I'm not. I love Breath of the Wild 2. It is going to be a game I purchase on day one. I am so excited for it. But that comes out 2022. 
right? That's not the anniversary anymore. For this year in specific, we are getting an expansion pass to Hyrule Warriors, a Game & Watch with three old Zelda games that you can play already, and Skyward Sword HD, a port of a 10-year-old game that most people don't like. Why not put Wind Waker and Twilight Princess on there? What if, ah, I don't get it. I don't get it, especially when you've already ported the other Wii U games on there. These are the last two that sold a shit ton of copies. People want it. There's demand for it. You get people excited with the Zelda anniversary, and you just release one Wii game for $60. I don't get it. I don't get how that generates hype. I don't understand why Nintendo doesn't like put in that effort that they did with Mario, right? You, you clearly care enough about Mario's anniversary. Show me that with Zelda as well. Breath of the Wild 2 news is cool. But that's, that's next year. What do you got for the anniversary this year? Not much, unfortunately. But that was my only disappointment. Uh, that was my only major disappointment. I didn't care about the Tekken character. Uh, but that was my only major issue. I wish we had seen Twilight Princess in Wind Waker. Overall, though, the C3 Direct was really good. At a, at a great time. I had a great time not only looking at the announcements on Twitter, but rewatching it again. A lot of great announcements here. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania looks great. WarioWare Get It Together is so cool. Uh, Mario Party Superstars looks epic if they get it right. Metroid Dread is probably like top five hypest announcements in years. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Super cool surprise. And Breath of the Wild 2 to top it all off. Great trailer. Looks like it's going to be a fantastic game. 2022 release date. Not sure why they didn't reveal the title there. Uh, but that's that's awesome. What a great way to end the direct. If I had to say there were any weaknesses, wish we had seen Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Not a big fan of the Tekken inclusion. And there was a part of the direct toward the middle where it got boring. Like after Metroid Dread, we spend a good bit of time on <laughs> Danganronpa, Shin Megami Tensei, a lot of RPGs, a lot of shit we've already known about from E3. Granted, not nearly as miserable as some of the past directs, but it's there. It's a low point. It's a low point for me. But if you like those games, you like those games. I'm happy for you. I'm going to give this direct a B minus. Am I going to go B minus? No, I think I'll go B. I think my Twitter, I just give it a solid B. I'm going to go with the B. Go with the B here. Not the best E3 direct, uh, but I'm really happy they put emphasis on some lesser known Nintendo franchises that have deserved a shot in years. And I get some people are going to complain, we're Mario Odyssey 2, you know. Why don't they do more Zelda stuff? I, I'll complain about Zelda stuff till the day I die. Um, but the thing is, like, that doesn't matter, right? We already have Mario Odyssey. We already have Breath of the Wild 1. We are getting Breath of the Wild 2. Not every Nintendo Direct has to be Mario, Zelda, Pokemon all the time. Um, in fact, that leads to very boring systems with very boring libraries. It is cool and needed and necessary to get variety from other Nintendo series um, that people equally care about. And that is the case for Metroid, for WarioWare, for Advanced Wars, for Mario Party. Get all of them in one Direct's really cool. But those are my thoughts on the Nintendo E3 Direct. What were your thoughts about it? Let me know somewhere on the internet. Link's in the description. Check me out. And uh, yeah, we're, we're over 31 minutes. Shout out to Parker for supporting me on Patreon. Shout out to Jay the Zoomster for giving me a dollar a month on Anchor. If you want to support the podcast, there's a little support button there. You can click and donate, but you don't have to. Anyway, guys, I've been Aiden, and I will see you for the next episode of Aiden on Anchor.